Hello, Conroe. Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. Hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, hanging out here on this Thursday, it's uh, me, Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hello, uh, hello. Yeah, how we doing on this uh, double remote coronavirus adventure? Uh, I guess, okay. Like, now it's just the boring part of being at home. Yeah. Right, like now it's now it's just holding your breath until you pass out, kind of. Right. Yeah, that's that's what we do for fun now. Yeah, that's it. That pass is. pass out games. Don't do those, by the way. Very dangerous. Yeah, it actually leads to brain injury. But that's all right. Like you can't tell that I used to play them. So mm, sometimes. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man. So there's not a ton going on in the sports world, but there's like. This is kind of an interesting time because since everyone has to sit at home and, and deal with their BS, like a lot of like petty stuff comes out now. Yeah, because no one's distracted by the actual games being played. Right. So like instead of being able to focus on the games and kind of ignore the petty stuff, now they're just outing all the business, basically. <laughs> um, and they're like that, I got like, nothing else to do I'm going to start some Twitter drama right and so like by that I mean uh, Tom Brady went on Howard Stern uh, oh I did he, not know this yeah he had some he, he said some stuff uh, nothing crazy but like he he kind of got into a little bit more why he left also Todd Gurley and Clay Matthews both released by the Rams earlier have said that they uh, are they are both owed money by the Rams Ooh, that's pretty spicy. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a conversation to be had about Cam Newton being cut from Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater signed there to be the starter now. So, mm. like, there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot we can still get into here. But now it's less sport. It's less, hey, what happened Sunday? And more, hey, get this. <laughs> right. We're, we're, in a, we're in a time of... Uh... Not much is going on in the world of actual real sports, so we're just going to talk about the people that are in it. Right, right. So let's do this first because this will be kind of maybe one of the easier, shorter things to talk about. But both Clay Matthews and Todd Gurley says the Rams are past due on some checks. Uh, Never a good sign, especially for a team that was in the Super Bowl only like two years ago. Yeah. Now, keep in mind they just moved to LA, and there probably is a lot of cash tied up in uh, leases and, and building deals and all that to get stuff built. So, mm-hmm. also we're about to get. Oh, okay. All right. So, Todd Gurley. This is the second time since he's been released where he's talked about how they paid him late. Um, Late last month, Gurley commented at Rams, thanks for the check today, on an NFL Instagram post that featured him wearing a Falcons uniform. Nice. So he's already brought it up once before. Uh, this is according to ESPN. Uh, but he made a post today, and the post said, at Rams NFL, pass due, send me money ASAP. Then Clay Matthews also publicly tweeted, you and me both, TG, angry face emoji, Better get some interest with that too, and then it's got like a little stock chart thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, star stonks. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, here's where it's going to get complicated. The Rams believe they are in full compliance 
with the language in each player's contract, a source told ESPN. Oh, so it's not a, it's not a, oh, you're not paying people. It's a, no, um, actually, you didn't. Right, right. Ooh, so, hate, getting, hate getting, um, actually, on a contract I signed. Yeah, so they're about to have an, unact- an um, actually, about that, because one of them is wrong. Either the Rams are wrong, or both Clay Matthews and Todd Gurley are wrong. Which could be a possibility. Well, they just everyone they just signed a new CBA, collective bargaining agreement. So mm. there is the real possibility that perhaps something someone has missed something. Yeah, yeah, some some information may be different there. But the reality of this is that's not as likely as what's really likely. What's really likely is that uh, somebody screwed up. Someone along the way was like, "Oh, I didn't." Hopefully no one notices. <laughs> right. Like, so here's the thing. If Clay Matthews and Todd Gurley have the same agent, then it's possible that their agent read it wrong. But if they have different agents, it's unlikely that both agents read it wrong. Right. So if Todd Gurley and uh, Clay Matthews have different agents, then more than likely Rams counsel read it wrong. Right. And this is a problem with money, and as you know with money, you never mess with people's money. Oh, you never mess with people's money, and also most importantly when it comes to money is when people start acting all kinds of weird, too. Right. When it comes to money is when people start going, uh, what, 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 um, what? What's happening? Do you remember three years ago when, like, uh, technically, uh, and with interest, and, uh... So, yeah, there's definitely an opportunity there for controversy? Um... I mean, we'll get get things sorted out, but what might be difficult is that, you know, there's no season for – I mean, there already wasn't going to be a season for the Rams, but – Yeah, there's no mechanism for the Rams to bring money in right now. Right. There's nothing for them to do. Well, except like, maybe, was... well they could sell more sponsorships, but right now it's probably not the right time to do that. Hey, guys, remember when things were fun? Support the Rams. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, we know the economy is, is struggling right now, but can someone give us some free money while nobody is working? You know, essential stuff. Maybe like Amazon. Like Amazon's still breaking in the dough. Maybe Amazon can sponsor them or something. Amazon's the only one breaking in the dough. Do like an Amazon patch or something on their jerseys. <laughs> the Amazon Prime LA Rams. Yeah, I know. This is the first true sponsored team. And the fact that just Amazon just buys them. <laughs> it's definitely like... You have, to watch all their, you have to watch all their games on Amazon Prime. <laughs> There's a 30 second ad video before every single play that plays in the stadium. Right. And it's just of Amazon original shows that you don't want to watch. Jack Ryan, season eight. Jack Ryan, season eight. With like the fifth Jack Ryan in movies. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Are I definitely... these the same? Are these a universe? It's like, no, not at all. No, not at all. This is not like a James Bond thing. These don't continue. Um,. I do think it's sort of an interesting idea that, like, if you remember two years ago, the Raiders traded away Khalil Mack, and the conversation was because they couldn't afford to put the money in escrow to tr- to, to keep him. Mm. Uh, so this isn't the first inkling of a of an NFL team being cash poor. Um, yeah, which is just a weird thing to think about, considering like the like exuberantly high 
the the, like, the trillion dollar revenues like right yeah, yeah like these 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 are billion dollar organizations all functioning under a trillion dollar industry and it's like and somehow we can't pay a guy like a couple hundred thousand dollars right like if you think about it like everyone has expenses out fine but the league itself i think that i think the league does something like one and a half or two or one trillion dollars two trillion dollars just in revenue something crazy like that and then you you turn around so each team is getting like a 35 billion dollar check like what are we talking about am i am i crazy wrong on that let me let me let me fact check that number feels too big Either way, it's still you know it's it's the NFL. It's one of the biggest sport in America, at least. It's a huge industry. It's massive. All the TV deals and the individual deals with the players, and somehow that we can't pay our one guy. Um, the NFL made roughly okay. Yeah, I was way off. Okay, sixteen billion in revenue last year. That was according to a July twenty nineteen article. So. The 2018 season was 16 billion in revenue. You know, yeah, it's a pretty big number. Just a just a crazy thing to realize that that's just for sports for fun. Like, right. there's no essential work being done. There's no like, if they split things evenly, and I don't know that they do, but like, let's say every dollar that came in and then goes out evenly, it's 500 million dollars to each franchise. Right, and that's outside of like all the other things that each franchise does individually. Right. That's yeah. So you know, with their jerseys and stadiums and ticket sales and TV deals and blah 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 blah. I I honestly, it would be very odd for the Rams to already be cash broke, considering it's just the off season. Like everything went scheduled for the for the NFL. Right. Yeah. This isn't really a time where the Rams are really should be falling apart. Yeah, like just financially. Yeah, like they should. This, this is the richest they should be. Yeah, we should be fine. It's weird that they would make such a big like mistake because really would... it just it just looks bad. Because now, because it also deters other players from being like, well, do I want to go to the Rams? Like they couldn't even pay my boys. No, and listen, that's something that gets discussed. Um, last this off season. Some one of the guys was asked about a cornerback was asked about signing with the Texans, and mm-hmm. he said that he doesn't like how Bill O'Brien treats the defensive players, so he wasn't going to go there. Yeah. So that's definitely something that people talk about. Now you talk about money. Forget how you treat it. Money. Right. Yeah. You know. It's one thing, like, to be like, oh, man, I'm really not a fan of how he treats defensive players, and this guy can't even pay me. Right. Like, those are those are two. Like, one of them is, uh, I kind of don't want to come in today, and the other one is, I am not coming in today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of those is, oh, it's Monday already, and one of those is, uh, uh, I don't feel good. Right, yeah. <laughs> You're right about that. You are 100% correct about that. So, I mean, like, this is a big deal. Uh, it, it certainly seems that way. It definitely seems that way, and it definitely seems like... It's a big deal because nothing else is happening. Well, but more than that, can you think of another time that we've ever talked about an NFL team not paying somebody? Yeah, no. Uh, other than, like, 
the the Raiders we talked about earlier in trading them. But like even like and the Rams have been in LA for a couple of years at this point. Yeah, no, you're right. This is So like this isn't like a oh damn, they just moved. We gotta we gotta figure things out. Like we, we should be settled by now. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. So money shouldn't be as tight as it apparently is. And, you know, maybe we were blowing this out of proportion. This is literally just some guy messing up. But, I mean, that just shows poorly on your organization if that's what it is. Do you think that's what it is? It could be. You know, every every organization has somewhere that, like, just randomly will just break because they're a weak link. I think I think that's a possibility in the sense that, like... And maybe like their offices are messed up because of all the stuff that's been going on with the COVID. Maybe their maybe their payroll guy is just out. Maybe. Maybe the. But even then, it's like it's like you can't even can't even tell nobody. And even okay, but even then, like if I was the Rams, like if you know he he posts something on social media, I'm immediately like, don't worry, bro. Checks in the mail. Don't don't even fret about it. Like you call or message. Yeah, take that down. Right. Hey, take that down. And then, like, fade. If you really wanted, be like, "Hey, sorry about the confusion. Checks in the mail. You take this down." Like, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. And like, of course, you know, the Twitter fiends, which would have already, you know, saved the tweet four times over, would be like, "He posted this six years ago." Yeah, who are these people? Why do they, how do they manage that? Uh, like, this is the one thing I never understood about Twitter is the fact that people are glued to it. Like, no tomorrow. Like, people who are in Twitter are, like, they're always on Twitter no matter what. They're always posting or looking at stuff. There's people, you could have post something on Twitter and then deleted it a minute later and somebody already has it saved. Like, <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> that is true. Like as, like, as soon as it's out there. And I think that because of the way Twitter works, you can look up uh, deleted tweets uh, because of, like, the way they archive stuff. Oh, So, really? Yeah. So like, there's like a whole data. There's like a whole. There's like a whole database of like deleted tweets. That's creepy. So isn't it? Twitter keeps them too. I don't know if Twitter keeps them or if it's an like it's just a crazy person doing it, but I don't know. Yeah, that's I. I don't know. I feel about. And I don't know if that's a. I don't know if that's just like famous people, like checkmarked people that deleted tweets, or if it's like only specific people. Again, I don't use Twitter, so I don't know. <laughs> I've never been. I've never been. It's like a weird. It's like a. It's the weirdest of the social medias that I don't understand. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to that. There definitely is. So yeah, I don't know. I but do maybe this it... is just a thing of the times. Maybe. Or they're broke. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I do think that it's intriguing that it got out. Yeah, and the fact that it's two players and one of the Matthews, which is everyone knows. That's true. The Matthews are kind of like football royalty. Like if they owed anyone money and it was Todd Gurley, they probably wouldn't even care. They'd probably be like, yeah, F you, Todd. Like we're good. Yeah, but you can't really say that about uh. Like everyone loves the Matthews. There's like four billion of them. That's true. All right, we got to jump out to a break. When we do, we're gonna come back with more nerd Doug sports coming the old way. This 
this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. I'm going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now, they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together, even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're, they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys. And they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash, uh, I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, thanks, and be safe, guys. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do so reach out to those places order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable uh i'm not asking anyone to risk their health but the community has always relied on itself to support itself and this is one of those times where as conroe we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time helping montgomery county grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of america uh thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more nerd thug radio this is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to more Nerd Thug Sports. Coming at you on this Thursday afternoon. Hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations. All right, Nico, so we were kind of talking about just the idea that the Rams maybe missed some payments. Uh, but the pettiness just doesn't stop there. It's the only thing we have left in this sad, sad non-sports really world. So, uh, the Carolina Panthers have hired a brand new head coach, uh, Matt Rule, who I think he was one of those like young uh, assistant coaches that everybody was just like in love with, and they gave him crazy money, crazy money. Um, to come be the new head coach. It's a, it's a very long, expensive contract. Good for um, him. And then on March 17th, they announced that they signed Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year, $63 million deal. Good for him. Right. 63 is my favorite number. Well, it's good money if you can get it, that's for sure. Yep. Um, and they also have uh, XFL MVP P.J. Walker who was Rule's starter at Temple when he was there from 2013 to 2016. Hmm, interesting. So, I wonder if Teddy Bridgewater's looking over his shoulder. I just kind of put that together. I didn't realize that. That's interesting to me. I wonder if that means that Teddy Bridgewater is coming there and he's getting $63 million, and year two he might not have a job again. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'll take the first half, I guess. Yeah, I'll take 30 mil. No problem. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, what, if I'm Teddy Bridgewater, 
every dollar I get has got to be a blessing considering what happened like four years ago. Right. Well, he's, he's, he's recovered. He's done really well for himself over the past couple of years. He has. And this was an injury that, first of all, there, the quotes that came out from when he got hurt were insane. Uh, apparently, he, uh, his knee essentially, I don't know, was described Ceased as exploded. to exist. Yeah, it, it was described as exploded. Players took a knee and cried at the severity of the knee injury. Yeah. Um, He's really come back for him. He absolutely has, because they were talking about this was career ending three years ago. The conversation look at, look at him like, now. Three yeah. years, $63 million contract. New Two team. backing up Drew Brees. Like, he's had a good run. He's, if these next three years go his way, it's, it's six years removed from just the worst day possible. And I'm sure he feels amazing about it. Yeah. Um, and, and listen, all the, all the praise and all the power to him for it. Like, good job. Way to go. I'm not mad at him for taking Cam Newton's job. That's not even. You just feel bad for Cam Newton because he has the exact opposite problem. Right. The last three years, he's been, he's done nothing but get himself hurt. And I say get himself hurt. Really, it seems like the Carolina Panthers just shove him into just the worst situations over and over and over. Like, I don't know. I don't know another team who treats their quarterback so roughly as the Carolina Panthers have. They wanted to use him uh, that way, and that's what they did. Use him, they certainly did, and now he's a free agent. He is still not signed with the team, and the music is winding down. Um, I'm not sure that there's another team with the kind of money Cam Newton is probably looking for. I don't know that there's another team that really wants to sign him to be their starter out now. It's it's a difficult decision to make because, well, Cam Newton is good. He hasn't really done anything truly, really exceptional in the past like couple years, and with constant serious injury, it's hard to really. It's it's a it would be a risky sign, let alone an expensive one. Yeah, it'd be you'd be hard pressed to give him a lot of money. You'd want some kind of prove it deal, and there's absolutely no way he is taking a prove it deal. There's just no way. Right. Yeah. Again, he's not terrible. He's not a bad quarterback. No, 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 no. He's definitely not. But But I don't know that he's... He's he's a little bit too expensive and a little too fragile from what has happened to him. Yeah, and I think that's the bigger issue. Right. I think that's the bigger issue is just if you put too much money into him, if you invest the wrong money into him, your franchise now is stuck with a guy who can't play. Listen, yeah. anytime you're giving twenty to twenty five to thirty million dollars to a guy who might not finish the, field, the season. Yeah. I mean if they're not playing at all that that week, you're you're out a big part of your team. If the if the budget's hundred and sixty million and twelve percent of it is given to one player, you what do you do at that point? All right. And I think that's the bigger issue with Cam Newton at this point is if he's healthy, the talent probably merits the pay. But is he healthy? Right. And unfortunately, with such serious injuries, it's hard to say because even like, I think a great comparison would be someone like Andrew Luck, who oh. like, he just went through the ringer a few too many times in the season. He just said, I couldn't do it. I'm done. 
Yeah, he had no interest in doing it a, 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 what seemed to be a third time. Right. And uh, I do agree with that. I do think once he – yeah, with Andrew Luck, once he found out he was going to have to go through another set of rehab and might miss a whole another season, he just said, I, I, I really – I can't do this again. Um, and Cam Newton, I think the difference is – I think he's he's tried to prove how tough he is by playing through so many of these injuries that now you just don't believe he can stay on the field. Right, and the the problem with quote unquote being tough is that it it worsens like your life expectancy on the field. Well, for sure. Like, definitely look at okay. Let's well, let's do it just with Cam Newton. You and I, if you recall, the second word got out that it might be planner. Uh, uh, plantar fasciitis, or no, uh, Liz Frank. Liz Frank. The second they said Liz Frank, I said, Oh, I've had one of those. Nope. It's a minimum seven weeks before right. you can even use the bones. It's a right. minimum of seven weeks. So forget anything else. It's half the season before he can even start putting the foot on the ground. Yeah. And maybe that time is a little bit shorter for someone like a professional athlete. But even but if you cut two off, weeks, even really... if you cut two weeks off of it, I I don't even know if you can, but even if you could, it's still five weeks before you can put your foot on the ground. It's still three weeks to get back into shape. It's still half the season. Yeah, either way. And, and then at that point, let's say you only win three games. You 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 went three and five without him. You lost the first two, I think, with him. So now all of a sudden you're three and seven. Do you bring him back to maybe like like is he supposed to, you know, go yeah. six in a row? Right, and that's and that's assuming he doesn't get injured again yeah or anything happened to him and we don't wish ill will on cam newton here it's just that. Uh, maybe i do i don't know maybe i do don't, don't speak <laughs> <laughs> but no you're right like cam newton seems like a great enough guy it's really just about health of the quarterback and just the situation they're in there's no right. there's nowhere to i don't know and i say this about uh our our, our very own jj watt like I always, I always say he's held together by string at this point because, like, he's had so many different injuries to so many different parts of his body. And some of them were very weird. Like, one of them, he broke the bone inside where the knee connects to the leg. Yeah, like, like how do you even that do that? A, that's a weird – that was a weird break. That was a weird time. So, like, he's had so many injuries that, like – I think he's very much going to retire soon, if not next no, year. I don't think so. I don't like. I don't think he wants to, and I don't think anyone in Houston wants him to. But I, I just think for his health. No, I think he is one of those guys who, okay, I got hurt, I'll keep playing, and like, what'll happen with him? I think at some point, probably four or five years from now, is him and the yeah. Texans will sit down and they'll sign, like one last, like one or two year contract. Where they just both are actively saying, "When this is over, we're done." Yeah, no, like I, like I understand that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it could be tomorrow. Like it could be something career-ending, and you know, game one this year, it's over. But I don't, barring that actually happening, anything he can rehab from, he will. I think. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he wants to go anywhere. Yeah. Even married now, I think he wants to go home even less. That's the rule, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I definitely think it's sort of an interesting thing. 
that Matt Rule, the second Cam Newton was healthy, they were they got him healthy for a tryout. He went in, he did the tryout, and they said, okay, never mind, bye. Yeah. So that could either be them just already had their mind made up. I think they did. I think yeah, Teddy Bridgewater just a is formality. This is a weird thing to say out loud, but Teddy Bridgewater is a healthier Cam Newton. Plus, they got PJ from the XFL, who, right. who just looked really great. I think there's an opportunity there for those teams to do something different. And I don't think they're going to sit around and wait to see what Cam Newton does health-wise. Right, because it's, it's just a risk. And, I mean, yes, Teddy Bridgewater, but it's been a long time since he's been injured. Yeah, and he's stayed healthy this whole time. That's the bigger part for Teddy Bridgewater is aside from just having the most catastrophic worst thing possible happen is how he's looked since then. Right, because he's, he's really been a quarterback that has recovered and really shown up while Cam Newton is really winded down after injury after injury. Right, because listen, it's one thing to get hurt once in your career. It's another thing to get hurt More two years in a row, three yeah. years in a row, three out of the five years four years in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like, it starts to add up. It starts to get to be a part of your repertoire. You suddenly are known as much for not being there as you are for what you've done there. Right. Well, and then, like, some of the some of the stats that you get to see later is, like, well, how, like, out of the past four years, how many games have they played? Right. Right. Uh, they, they used to do that to Anthony Davis, the NBA, who because, like, his first four years, I think he missed essentially like two full seasons. Yeah. So they were like, out of uh, 164 possible games, he's only played in, you know, 72. And you're like, yeah, okay, that looks terrible. But then over time, as that lessens, like it becomes less of a thing, but you got to build the consistency up. Right, yeah. You know, if you're missing even, you know, two games out of a season every year, you know, that adds up to a whole – you missed a whole season of football that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater would have played. Exactly. And you're both getting the same money either way. So, right. No, I do think that's part of it. I think that's, a, I think that's a big issue involved in all this is availability. And in a weird way, Teddy Bridgewater has proven himself to be more available than Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. And not afraid to play a backup role if it so requires him to. You so so you think he'll stay? Do you think he wouldn't ask for his release? Uh, I think I think he's I think he's fine wherever he. I think he's I think like if I was him, I'd be happy with my career wherever it went from here. Like because there's no there's no telling that uh, PJ will automatically like be better than him because he did play in the XFL. Bridgewater's played in the NFL for a few years now and done well for himself. So it might just be an experience thing. Like, it's hard to say that, like, unless PJ, like, completely explodes and is, like, way better than anyone would have thought, I don't think, I don't think Teddy's going anywhere for a while. No, I don't think he is either. I mean, and but he, it is a possibility, but I also think there's a difference in two things. One, when you sign the deal knowing you're backing up Drew Brees, it's a different mindset. Yeah. Uh, and the other part is you're behind Drew Brees, who's older than you. A forty, if you're if you're sitting behind forty year old Drew Brees, forty two, whatever he is, forty years old maybe, I think forty. You're sitting behind forty year old Drew Brees, you know there's a chance he's going to miss some games, like he did this year. Right, and well, this is my 
my point being is that he did he did well in the slots that he took. Right. But he also knew like if he loses his job to PJ Walker, PJ Walker's younger than him. Yeah. That's not a job he's likely to get back. Maybe not. So I think that's a different mindset. Like Teddy Bridgewater going to New Orleans is a good team who might need a quarterback next year. And he's like, well, if I stay, I can be the quarterback. And so he stays two years and they have great runs and he gets to showcase himself. And now he gets a chance to make $60 million somewhere. So he takes the opportunity. But if he loses the job to PJ Walker, I don't think he stays. Yeah. I think, I think if, if PJ Walker really shows him up and being like, dang, PJ Walker really was the the spice that we've been missing. Then, like, yeah, I don't think he stays at all. But I, but I'm saying is that I have doubts with PJ Walker's ability because he was only in the XFL and not the NFL. True, but I think there's a comfort there between Matt Rule and him. That means that training camp, if there is one, there'll be something to watch between the two of them. Maybe, and maybe. It's... And with the with the shortened off season stuff this year because of the coronavirus, maybe it's over the course of the season. And coming into next year, PJ Walker's a threat to take the job. Maybe that's something that might happen. That's and, probably uh, more realistic. Commercials might threaten them as well, which is what's happening to us. So we're going to jump out to a break, and when we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now, they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together. Even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're, they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys. And they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash. Uh, I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out. And if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so. Uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, thanks and be safe, guys. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.
All right, welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, make sure to check Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. We are hanging out doing our thing on this Thursday in the middle of the corona pandemic. I uh, hope everybody was washing their hands, staying safe, wearing masks. Uh, I felt a little out of place. I went to the grocery store yesterday, and I don't, I don't have a mask. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't wear gloves. Um, so I got a lot of people looking at me like I was a crazy person a little bit, which is, I, I guess that's a good thing. That makes me kind of feel like, okay, everyone else is taking this seriously. Right. And then there's you. Right. But who takes it very seriously, but I guess looks like the a-hole out there. But um, but I, I, I've seen so many clips of people who are wearing the uh, the PPE and they're not doing it right. They're touching their face with the gloves. There, you know what I mean? Like, like the point. My favorite, my favorite is the video of the like. There's like a there's like an older gentleman at like a basketball game or something, and he takes his mask off to cough into like the the bleachers, <laughs> like just the worst. <laughs> like, and then it's like this is why masks don't work for some people. Well, and that's the thing is if you don't use it right, the PPE doesn't matter. There's the picture of the guy. With the, he's got his mask pulled down and he's in the grocery store line eating out of a bag of chips while wearing the gloves. It's like, okay, just contaminated the whole thing. Like, yeah, like, there's no point, my dude. Like, you ruined yeah. everything. And that's kind of where I don't wear the PPE. I recognize that A, anyone who even is wearing it is probably doing a poor job of it. And B, like, none of these people are trained in it. So, like, anybody walking around with gloves and the mask on, probably touching their face. They're not wearing like the eyewear and stuff. I saw two people wearing the eyewear, um, which I appreciated. Like I saw two people in total PPE, face mask, ha- hair cover, glasses, and gloves. Like those guys are in it to win it. Yeah, they're 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 not getting they're not getting whatever is out there. <laughs> yeah, they're not messing with it. They're not going to catch it. Uh, and then maybe that's the way to do it. You know, like just. Take this grade A nuclear threat seriously, which listen, most people aren't doing that, so there's no getting around it. Most people aren't doing that. Um, so there's still some more sports news going on. I saw one thing the other day that I just have to comment on. Like, it's hard to write about sports right now. So, literally, the other day, ESPN was talking about like how NBA athletes are dealing with being at home. Which is like the like oh no, very rich man has problems in his very expensive house. Well, and, and the headline was really I felt kind of like I'm, I'm just gonna say it felt kind of racist a little bit. It was like how NBA parents deal or how NBA players deal with being parents in this shortened season. And I was like, what do you like? You don't deal with being a parent like the same way they would in a long season. Like they're home, so they gotta. <laughs> parent like what does this mean exactly (laughs) nba players aren't parents is what they are saying listen listen dangerously close to saying that that's what i noticed dangerously close um i'm a little uncomfortable with the idea of writing an article where it's like how do they parent now and it's like the same way they were parenting the whole time NBA players are home 
70% of the season. Like, they travel for road games. They're at home the rest of the – like, what are we talking about here? Right. It's not like they're on tour all the time. Like, yeah, they're not a rock band going from Cleveland to Cincinnati and never coming home. Like, what are we talking about? It's uh, – I saw the article headline and I was like, someone should be mad. Like – Someone should be really upset about this. But there's probably not enough to write about right now, so... Just let them have it. Yeah, just whatever. That's fine. Like, what are they gonna do? I don't know. (laughs) Write a really mean tweet and then delete it and someone finds it? (laughs) That's called subtweeting, by the way. Right. Oh, no, it's not if it's deleted, I guess. No, if it's deleted, you just, you just got rid of it. Some tweeting is when you're mentioning somebody and you don't ever say their name. I think. <laughs> I don't like, know how this works. It's like every song written by Fallout Boy, then. Right. Yeah. Or like Adele or Taylor Swift. Well, no, because Adele, everyone knows what who it's about. It was like it was the first husband. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like if you were to listen to the song, like, and you knew nothing about her. I guess. Yeah. Pro- yeah. That's probably fair. Uh, Sam Smith, when he won his Grammy for Best New Artist or whatever it was, he thanked his ex-boyfriend. Like He was like, I want to thank my lover for leaving me and, and giving me the heartbreak to write all these songs. Oh, taking the tragedies. Subtweet. That's a subtweet for sure. Subtweeting. <laughs> but that's just mentioning them, though. But not by name. I guess. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you. You know who you are. That's that's how you thank your girlfriend when you've got more than one. Uh, I'd like to thank my girlfriend. You know who you are, and then just walk off stage. <laughs> wow, really moving. <laughs> really speaks to the people in his life. That would be so epic. Like, six girls are at home going, I love you, boo! (laughs) Uh, Ignorance is bliss. (laughs) That's right. As long as you don't name them, you don't have a problem. Oh, man. So, speaking of, I guess, uh, trouble at home, um, there's a great... Uh, well, the the great Tom Brady was on Howard Stern, mm-hmm. and he didn't really he he had written a Players Tribune article the day before, um, and nothing really nothing earth shattering. Tom Brady is not going to rock the boat. He he he's the most vanilla interview. He tries so hard to give you nothing anyway. He's more like Bill Belichick than he cares to admit. Okay. That's what happens when he worked with a guy for so long. Right. Well, and so basically what it boiled down to, why did he leave? Um, it's come out in some reports and stuff that basically he didn't feel beloved. There are some people in his inner circle who have spoken pseudo-privately to people like uh, Colin, Coward. Uh, Colin Coward. Terrible name, by the way. Yeah. yeah, and he's got one of the worst voices, but he's a radio guy. He's got this weird high pitch. With a name like Coward, we ain't <laughs> kindly. Right. Uh, except he has like one of the largest radio contracts in all of sports because he went from ESPN to Fox Sports. 
I mean, like, good for him. Like, respect the hustle, but also, we don't take kindly. <laughs> yeah. New York City? That's exactly who he is. Oh, um, gross. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, he apparently came forward and said that a, a celebrity friend from Tom Brady's inner circle, so think Matt Damon, think Ben Affleck, or uh, Mark Wahlberg, one of those Boston guys. I'm um, from Boston, you just gotta remember. Apparently told Colin Cowherd that Tom Brady just didn't feel love. He didn't feel any kind of like... It was just sort of annoying to be a Patriot. Like He didn't feel special at all. Which I guess is the style of Bill Belichick. It is. We've talked about this numerous times. Bill Belichick gives zero Fs. He's not there to make you feel better. He's there to win. I'm here to work, and what I work on is winning. So that's what we're going to do. Right, and listen, there's something to be said about this. We talked about the two bosses before. The boss you love to work for and the boss you succeed under. And they're they're never the same guy. They're never mm-hmm. the same guy. The guy you like to work for, you probably do well under. But then the guy you succeed under, not the guy you like to work for. Right. He's takes, a guy that's going to push you. And... Yeah, it takes a little bit of discomfort to succeed in business. I mean, it just does. It doesn't matter what right. industry you're in. If you're comfortable... You're not going to do as good as you should. Sports um, is a mental thing. It is. It's very mental. And and you got to get into that dark area where you, you, winners and losers are born in those hard times. And Bill Belichick makes winners. And he's not perfect. He's got a long track record of bringing guys in that don't work, but he cuts them right away. You spend zero time feeling bad about something that should have worked out. Like, Hey, well, that didn't work. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Well, he wasn't doing what I. It, it's not looking like I thought it would. Uh, I guess we'll. I guess we'll move on from that. Uh, and so, he goes on Howard Stern, but what he does say on Howard Stern, Tom Brady, that's interesting at least, is he talks about that one of the reasons for the change was that his marriage was suffering. Hmm. Interesting. A couple of years ago, they had to start going to therapy because Giselle was unhappy with. When Tom Brady basically, when he would go away for football, he basically would leave and and, and and be Tom Brady football player for three months. And then when he would come back, instead of coming back and, and kind of quote-unquote clocking in, he would come back and put himself into his other businesses and his other stuff and his other, his other things. And Giselle was like, uh, when are you going to drive the kids to school? Like, when are you going to help them with their homework? When are you going to do this or do that? And he really felt like, oh, well, kind of being Tom Brady over here. Uh, uh, sorry, I was, I was too busy being Tom Brady, greatest quarterback alive. Except, and here's the thing that he didn't say this, but frankly, let's be honest. Giselle makes more than him. Does she? I don't know what she, she does. She makes, so. uh, between modeling, between endorsements, between everything else, she most years out-earns him. By like fifteen to twenty million dollars. Yeah, and she has time for the kids. Right, right. It's not like they need money either. Like both of them are super, super successful. Right. Well, it, so this started happening. Uh, it just reminds me of this. It parallels this. Bill Gates, when he stepped back from Microsoft, 
And when he started working from home and started taking, you know, actual time off to be with family, the wife was like, okay, well, you can drive the daughter to school then. Boom. And he was like, oh, yeah, that'll be fun. I'll do that. Well, all of a sudden, Bill Gates, the most successful man on the planet, is driving his kid to school. So the wives start making their husbands drive their their kids to school because they're like, oh, Bill Gates can do it. You don't have an excuse, bro. Right. And that was something Kobe Bryant always talked about. Yeah, exactly. Yes. The story came up there, too, as well. You're right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if if Giselle can do it, then Tom Brady should be able to, too. So that starts to become the issue, I guess, between them. So, like, she wrote him a letter, and so they had to go to therapy. Um, this is one of those – almost every time I see one of these, like, celebrity couple issues, I almost always side with the chick because I always feel like the chicks are way hotter and the guys, and they have other options. Like, when Julia Roberts and Lyle Lovett were breaking up, I was like, well, Lyle Lovett just screwed up his whole life. Yeah. Like, no one as pretty as that is ever walking in the door after that. Um, I, I think Giselle and Tom Brady might be the first time where they could both go their separate way and be just fine. Yeah, they're like a weird, like, power couple where it's like, I could see either of these people on their own. Yeah, for sure. Like, if either one of them were like, okay, we're done, they could both go get a 20-year-old the next week. Right, yeah. And you'd be like, well, yeah, of course, obviously. Yeah, duh. Duh, duh obviously, duh. For sure. You Two of the most attractive, successful people in the world, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Brazilian supermodel and mogul Giselle dating 20-year-old underwear model. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, probably. Yeah, sure, yeah. no problem. Yeah, absolutely. Tom Brady dating 21-year-old uh, underwear model. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I have no issue. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. Like neither one of those. I'm like, really? Good for them. How they? How they swing that? Yeah, that's not like they're a celebrity couple where one of them's super ugly, the other one's like super hot. This is yeah. just like, all right, yeah. This is literally like the most beautiful of the one percent. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like if Jonah Hill was dating another famous person, he can never leave them. Yeah, because that would be the problem. Like Jonah Hill was like, "Yeah, it wasn't working out," so I dumped, uh, I dumped Aubrey Plaza. You'd be like, "What? <laughs> you better call her back, bro." That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you were on the wrong end of this, Jonah. And Jonah's like, "No, listen, we just weren't happy." Yeah, whatever. Call her back. In fact, give me her number. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll help you. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza the next day shows up with an NFL player, and you're like, "Yeah, that makes sense. That 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 makes perfect sense." Um, we're speaking of making sense. We're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Talk Sports coming your way. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. I'm going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now, they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together, even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're, they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys. And they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash, uh, I believe it's The Adventure Begins, 
If not, just check the search bar. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, thanks, and be safe, guys. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community. So takeouts uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where, as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports, coming at you on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations, streaming worldwide at IrelandStar.com. Uh, we are both coming at you remote to via Anchor on our iPhones during this coronavirus epidemic. Uh, Nico, go ahead and do the uh, do the adventure begins right here. Tell everybody how they can help and support this wonderful business during this hard time. Right. Unfortunately, the adventure begins store is closed. However. They're working on a variety of things. Uh, Join the Discord group that they have started. Uh, Links of that will be through the Facebook and the website. Uh, They're actually hosting a uh, MTG Arena digital giveaway on April 10th. That is tomorrow. Uh, And, you know, the adventure begins. Great staff, amazing people, an amazing storefront. Unfortunately, they are closed through April 30th uh, due to the stay home, stay safe order. However, they're still an amazing business. Uh, check constantly with their Facebook. They're working on some online D&D as well. So you can get your dungeon and dragoning on through the internet. Um, yeah, the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more right there on 1488. Check the Facebook page. Check the website. There's going to be a lot going on still. And we want to make sure we're taking care of those guys because they take care of us and we love them. You know, they're mm-hmm. a big part of the community. Uh, speaking of being part of the community, uh, Dana White voiced an idea the other day that I think is brilliant. He's part of UFC. Um, this, I, I, honestly, man, I think this is. I think he's really onto something. He says UFC is very close to buying their own private island. Ooh, dang! So, in theory, how this would work is they would do like a week of fights at a time. I'm sure several hotels, several nightclubs, some sort of casino event experience there on the island. And you basically come to the island, you know, four or five times a year for the fights. Yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, because of licensing and stuff, the troubles they've had here lately with some of their athletes, I think this is perfect. Yeah, I'm not really sure, like... 
what rules apply in a private island ownership thing? But I, I imagine you're your own country at that point. Like, I don't know. The UFC country? Yeah, I mean, if they're far enough out in the ocean, yeah. I guess. It's a pretty cool thing to do. Uh, the fight island, I guess. <laughs> like... Yeah, you gotta work on how you market it for sure. <laughs> Fight Island we... is probably not the way to go. <laughs> Are you sure we couldn't go to Fight Island? You and me, Fight Island, let's do this. <laughs> do you fight the island, or does the island fight you? I think we all know the answer to this. No, I do think it's a, it's a good idea, I feel like. It's going to be one of those things that gets done correctly. I mean, listen, you're talking about eight years down the road, right? Because you got to build hotels, you got to find the island, you got to buy the island, then you got to start building hotels, developing land. But yeah, well, like there's a lot of processes involved, and this isn't something that's going to be. It's like a, it's a future thing. It's definitely not anytime soon. Right, but it's a, it's a brilliant idea. I think so too. I honestly, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's. Any, there couldn't be a better idea than having an island that people go to do UFC events at. Right. And, like, it might be expensive to get there, but, man, like, how cool, like, exclusive it would be to fight there. But that's kind of the point, right? Like, Right, yeah. Th- this is why Fire Island almost worked, right? Firefest. Yeah. Because, like, like, okay, let's spend three grand to go to this island exclusively for the craziest party ever heavy air quotes around that one but yeah right yeah yeah turns out there's some lawsuits involved and some people may or may not have misled you in fraud but the idea is the same right and i do think i I do think that it's a good idea you know is is as ridiculous as it does sound on paper of a ufc literal fight island (laughs) like it's pretty, like, it would be pretty cool. <laughs> the only problem is the level of planning that would go into an event like that. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you gotta God get everyone you, there. God forbid you run out of beer. Right. Like, yeah. Like, it has to, you have to be, like, well-stocked. and like it, It's just gonna be a lot of planning, but I think that, I think UFC's organized enough to do that. I hope so. But man, tell me that would be like the best party of your Oh, life. yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Like, that'd be the most wild time going to watch like a crazy fight there. McGregor is definitely going to fight there at least once. Yeah, yeah. If they actually go through with this anytime soon, yeah. Like, maybe the last fight of his career is on the island. Yeah. Ooh, and tell me like, that's the biggest party send-off ever. Right, yeah. It's going to be like his last fight, but like the first fight on the island. Oh. Yeah, tell me that wouldn't sell a trillion dollars. Nico, we would go to that. Somehow. Yeah, no, we got if we would have to wait tables at it, we would go to that. I would go there. I would go into the debt to go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so with that being said, we're gonna go into debt and get out of here. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening, and on behalf of the adventure begins, little brother Nico and myself, same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel. Mm-hmm.